hard not to be a wrestling fan with all the great content this week. Well, then we got SmackDown. We had night two <laughs> of Fighter Fest, night two of the Great American Bash. Raw was great. The Bobcats beat the charge. We'll talk about it all in tonight's episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody. We are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We're brought to you by Media Junkie. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes. Just listen back in our show archives. You can also find information, if I could talk, and interact with our podcast on our Twitter and our Instagram, which is at LiveYourGimmick. That's spelled out L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. Jeez, I thought I might get away with it this time. We are Media Junkies Wrestling Podcast, but if you like video games and enjoy finding out about others who like them too, make sure you check out Why Are You a Gamer? That features our buddy Jamar. He's done a great job and has even gotten connected with the Kind of Funny community, and he likes to take a deep dive into why we love to play video games. You can also catch Michael and I on our the Media Junkies flagship podcast, which is called The Fanboy Fight Club. So basically, it's nerds arguing over nerdy things, and we put it to a game. It's actually a lot of fun. So make sure that you subscribe to all of our podcasts. Just find us on your favorite apps, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and more. You can just subscribe to them all. That'd be great. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, we do appreciate it if you leave us a five-star review, if you feel we deserved it, and make sure you comment on how you like the show. No new comments this week. But keep them coming. We do appreciate it. We will read them over the, well, did, on there, like this, on the podcast. Did, did, so, did that uh, nice gentleman who left the last one ever tweet or anything to collect his prize? Since I have so not gotten any, that we just got rid of the contest. I have not gotten anything from from Smitty. <laughs> you might as well just throw it in the garbage. Uh, <laughs> apparently, sorry, sorry, three fourths of the undisputed era. You're just not important enough. <laughs> Or, or, or two or thirds, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah, two thirds. <laughs> so, if you don't know by now, my That's name is Jason. That's a big pump math right there. <laughs> if you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I'm the self proclaimed voice of media junkie. The other voices that you're hearing this evening are both of less sexy co hosts. We got Kevin and we, of course, Michael. What's going on, guys? Uh, I totally wasn't muted laughing and dropped my earphones and missed what you said. Uh, I was just introducing you and saying hi. I, I know it was, it was a joke because uh, and, and just, and just, re- and just remember that as of right now, possibly July twenty third, there might be a rematch between the charge and the Bobcat, <laughs> and, and, and this time it's going to be at our place. So for, for anyone at home who's wondering, this is what happens when grown men can't play sports anymore, so they have to pit their children against each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Very true. Yes, the, uh, the the Bobcats got the surprise victory in the scrimmage on Thursday. And Kevin is not handling it well, so I'd like to dig at him a little bit. No, I mean, I, no, I have to say, I, I was very impressed by uh, Jason's daughter's team. I'm very disappointed in our team, so, but... You, you know, know what? I bet, I bet you had some guest judges that came on and didn't know how the rules work and fucked you. Is that what happened? Because that's what happened to me. <laughs> Quit making excuses, bitch of the week, and shut up. 
I've, it's the facts, though. Two points no, actually, for not even attacking somebody. Fuck you. No, in the in the end, it was a good it was a good reality check for our team. So honestly, okay. Well, good, Shout good, out good. to the reality check wrestling podcast. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no. So we've shouted out reality check. We've oh, shouted yeah. out fanboy fight club with the whole uh, guest judge thing, and we're talking oh, about uh, shout, shout, uh, shout out to Jamar for he didn't have an anniversary or something like that. From uh, uh, not Jamar. Uh, what's his name? Smart Henry. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh yeah, um, Jamar's on our podcast. Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, uh, you said you you're know, talking you about stacks the. You're talking about stacks yeah. the homie, who's our. Uh, I said Jamar because you guys talked about him off the air. Yeah, you're talking about Jamar off the air, so that was in my mind. So gotcha. Um, yeah, stacks the homie. So yeah, stacks the homie who is. Um, you know, he's a, he's a friend of the show. He was actually the very first interview I did for our interview segment that has since gone away because I haven't had time to do it. Uh, but yeah, he he celebrated his one year anniversary doing his podcast. So big shout out to him. He he always does a great job. His show's entertaining. So definitely check that out if you get a chance to. So yeah, anything else that we want to plug for free for other people while we're at it? Talk about oh, Mike makes t Mike makes t shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike does make t-shirts. That's, that's for the end of the show, though. All right, so let's yeah. let's go ahead and yeah, get yeah. into. The show. Oh, and we, oh, we got a great one to talk about too. That yeah. should sell out like crazy. So. <laughs> I mean, so far I'm pretty sure Jason's the only person who's bought any of the gimmick man shirts. So I, my hopes are real low. Wow, way to way to way to big league us <laughs> <yes> there. <laughs> way to make it sound relevant and important. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Jason doesn't matter. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. Right. What, what, happened, what happened to fake it till you make it, Mike? Well, you know, every time I try to fake it till maybe you kayfabe me and, and, and fucking blow my cover every time, so I gave up. Whatever, whatever, whatever. All right, so what do you say now that we've talked about girls' 12U softball and we've plugged a whole bunch of things for other people, we get into some wrestling? Sound good? Sure, why not? All right, so let's start off with Monday Night Raw because I don't think we we're not building to Extreme Rules. Isn't is Extreme Rules this upcoming Sunday or next Sunday? I don't even know at this point because so much has happened. That I have tomorrow. I don't know. Okay, well I'll look that up here in a second, but let's go ahead and talk about Raw. So I actually really enjoyed Monday Night Raw this past week. Uh, one thing in particular happened that I kind of want to get your guys' take on. Um, and Mike, I know we you kind of mentioned that you had saw it, but Kevin, I wasn't sure if you did. Did did, did you catch the exchange between Randy Orton and and uh, Angel Garza? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Okay, so what what did you think? I thought that was one. Randy Orton has just been on another fucking level for the past. I gosh, I since since WrestleMania before WrestleMania. I mean, he's just been his promos have been on another level. His in-ring work has been fantastic and this was just another example of Randy Orton just being in the moment. Like he he pulls the guy out, pushes him up against the 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 you know, the whatever those things are, sneeze guards or plexiglass or whatever, puts his hand on his throat. No, he, sneeze guard. That's the official that's the official <laughs> name. I would say I would say a COVID guard. Not COVID guard. But but then he, he even like mildly almost drops the F bomb while he's he's talking to him. And just kind of what he said like really resonated. Like, look, I like you. 
you, you came up in the business. I came up in the business. I have a soft spot for you, but don't think for a second that I won't put you in the fucking ground if, if you don't keep, if you keep acting like this. Like, man, that was just, I don't know. That really resonated with me. What did you guys think about it? Randy don't fuck around with his factions. Mm-hmm. Not Keep even a little bit. Mind. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. It was, uh, yeah. it, was it was just kind of like, it just kind of happened, like, kind of, like, one of those things just caught you off guard, happened out of nowhere, but I, uh, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was definitely something different, right? And it was just a, like another aspect, I guess, of storytelling kind of within the match. And it wasn't something that you, you yeah, I, I guess it was just kind of out of the ordinary and with, with everything that's been going on and how they've been presenting TV, I guess you need more of that to kind of make things relevant. I don't know, for whatever reason, it just resonated with it, me. It, it's, a, it, it's, it's like, it's almost like, it's a good s- storytelling. Like, it just seems like, I don't know, there's just so much going on with WWE as far as I know they're all about the theatrics, so these different theatrical matches and stuff. But like, I feel I feel like they're missing a few like actual good storytelling, like storylines that they they could easily do, pandemic or not. I just feel like it's the theatrics and stuff's great, but like I feel like it's almost getting too much. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, I I can agree with that, especially when we found out that you know. I mean, there's a swamp to... fight. There's an eye for an eye fight. There's a bar fight. There's a, right, yeah. You know, fucking but it, karaoke. There's oh it, god. It is. Yeah, we'll get to the karaoke here in a little bit. But it is know, extreme. <laughs> it is extreme rules, though. So you have to expect every match to have some sort of gimmick. So you know, you can't just have it be. I guess you can't just have it be like a like a street fight for every match because I mean, at what, the same what's, time, what's next? The black top bully going to come out? They have a over the road match. Well, he's dead, so that probably won't happen. But I, I mean, <laughs> he's not Barry Darso's not Barry Darso's not. Dead. Oh no, I was thinking um, Boss Man. I thought Boss Man was no. uh, my no, fault. No, Barry Darso's like in a wheelchair though. That dude's old. I don't think he's in a wheelchair. I don't know, but I, I made that up. But regardless of the fact, wow, Jason's <laughs> just throwing out random disabilities trying to save his argument. He, no, he he, uh, he has he has syphilis. In so. <laughs> a mild, in a mild case of the clap, with yeah. a uh, droopy yeah, okay. eye and a uh, third nipple uh, that uh, he has yeah, to have removed, yeah. so he can't show up on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I also right. don't know who we're talking about for the record. So. Barry, Barry Darso uh, is one half of Smash. Demolition. Yeah, Smash, Smash from Demolition. Or the uh, Repo. Okay. You might also know him as a Repo Man. But yeah, but he's, I was just making fun of WCW Uncensored '95. He was yeah. Blacktop Bully, and he had that. Stupid over the road gimmick match with uh Dustin, Dustin. Yeah, they basically they basically fought in the back of a flatbed truck like that had like a bunch of like hay and shit, and like it was while they were driving down the street. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. They actually, they actually here a little history tidbit real quick. They actually both got fired over that because I think one of them got color and there was no there was a no blade policy at the time, so I think they both got fired. Because of that, yeah, because oh, they they bled. So you know, little fun, interesting. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> right. Nobody. 
So aside from Randy Orton on Raw, because that's what we were talking about before we started talking about the Repo Man, uh, I I also really thought that <laughs> how, MV- how he's in a wheelchair. Right? <laughs> I also thought MVP has has really started to come into his own. Talking about the storytelling and stuff like that, uh, he you know it, it, again kind of made some new, strides. New what? U.S. title. Yeah, I thought US that was title. weird that he debuted the new U.S. title when he is not the U.S. champion. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's the most heel move possible. Like, I'm not even <laughs> the fucking champion, <laughs> but here's my new U.S. title. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Like, damn, savage. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very savage. And I, I thought what he said to Cedric Alexander backstage was pretty interesting too. So that whole segment involving those guys, I, I, I really enjoyed. And I'm curious to see kind of where this is going. And I hope they don't, you know, because they have this tendency, like when Titus, for instance, was building his Titus Worldwide brand, right? At first, it seemed like it was something they were going to take seriously. But then it turned into, you know, kind of a funny, stupid gimmick. And it turned into a comedy act. And then it just kind of fizzled out and it was over. And I feel like they've done that so many times where they seem like they've been starting to build a bit of a stable or like doing something with these guys. And then it just turns into nothing. So I'm really hoping that that's not going to be the case with this. I hope MVP is starting to really kind of build something. And I, I hope we start to see it come to fruition in maybe the next like upcoming weeks and months. Yeah. And that, and that was a problem too. I mean, that was, they were kind of all faces. I think, the fact that MVP and these guys are heels helps out a little, little bit more. I think MVP's been great, in my opinion, since coming back. I, I didn't know what to expect if he was just going to be like kind of a one-off here or there, kind of get his ass kicked here or there, but he's been surprisingly good to me. So, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I, I just want to point out just the way that you phrase that at the end, he's been good to me, makes it sound like you're his like secret lover. He's been treating you yeah. well. He's been so good to me. <laughs> he's been- He's my he's, he's, he's so good to me. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. No, I would say I would. Wow. Say, I, no, I would say he's been balling. Balling. There you go. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know the 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 Billy and Chuck reference just yeah completely like threw that? me off. I don't I don't know. That was good. That was a deep cut. <laughs> All right. So speaking what of, was deep there cut? weird like hairdresser slash like Rico them to get married? Rico. Rico. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Until three minute warning and Eric Bischoff, dude, that was such a good fucking segment with Eric Bischoff as the priest, and nobody fucking knew that was Eric Bischoff. Like you could not tell right? at all yeah. that that was Eric Bischoff. Like that was amazing. Like they've put so much money in the prosthetics of that yeah. mask, and he talked just, like, about the whole it. Set up of everything, like <laughs> he talked about the uh, he talked about it on his podcast one time. How much money that that cost and the process that he had to go through. And he had to show up at the building hours before everybody else to get in that makeup. And he was backstage all day and nobody knew that it was him. That's brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> like he even had conversations with people and they, they had no idea it was him. So uh, yeah, until, I mean, until, until he said, until he said the three minute line in the old man voice. And then yeah. all of a sudden he went in his voice, like, wait a second. Did I just say three minutes? And you're like, oh, oh, shit. Right? Like, just did not, just completely out of left field, didn't see it coming at all. That that was back in, like, the heyday of, of WWE. Like, that shit was just so good. 
Yeah, and that, that that era is very, I think, underrated too, because it, it almost Bischoff. was. Yeah, Bischoff, it, Bischoff as an on-air talent in that time was so. I mean, I mean the hot lesbian action. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I mean, but I'm serious. Like raw, you think about. It, How about we go something more like raw roulette? roulette? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but but like the elimination chamber. Right. Out of that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, there was a lot of good stuff during that time. I mean, it, it really was, and it, it just—it seems like it's a time that kind of gets forgotten because I think the business was down a little bit, or they didn't really have like a a big marketable star at the time because that was after you know really Austin and Rock had had gone on their off on their own. So it, it really was just kind of that in between time, right? That ruthless aggression. But man, like mm-hmm. there was some really good shit that came out of that time when you go back and oh, look yeah. at it. Oh yeah. So we were talking about raw this week. The other thing that I, uh, the other thing that I, I that I felt interesting, I want to get your guys' take on is how about Heath Slater? Yeah, is crickets, it a thing? Crickets, to be in, crickets. No, like, is it a like? Okay, so you're in three MB. You go away. You get jacked the fuck up, and then you come back. <laughs> and then you get claymore. You yeah, and you grow, and you grow, you grow a real big beard. I don't think I don't think Slater was gone long enough. He um, he didn't have the real big beard. He wasn't jacked to the gills, and he definitely did not win a championship. He he got his head kicked off within thirty seconds, and then he hugged uh, like it was it was almost like it was all over after that. Like they totally kind of I don't know like broke kayfabe. Like at first Slater was like completely mad at him, and then he got his head kicked off, and he's like, oh, I'm I'm friends with you again. I don't want to mess with you anymore. <laughs> it's over. But uh, but I thought the one the one thing that I really liked about that whole segment was I really liked Heath Slater's promo, and I thought it was interesting that Michael Cole referenced. Wait, didn't he get fired? Like he doesn't work for us anymore. What's he doing here? So I, I like that I don't they. Think that was Michael Cole. Was, oh, it was either Michael Cole or Corey Graves, or not Corey Graves? No, yeah, no, not like, Michael I Cole. Don't think it was, Brian uh, uh, Phillips, Tom Phillips, Tom Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Tom Phillips Tom said Phillips, that. Sorry, yeah. not Michael Cole. You're right. Thanks for keeping me. Uh, honest. So yeah, I don't think Michael yeah. Cole's been on on. Right, oh, yeah, it, they they kind of sound the same to me sometimes. So that that pardon my mistake. Yeah, Michael, there, but yeah. Michael, I mean, Michael, Michael, mediocre Michael, white guy number one. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Phillips, Phillips did the, say that. The, <laughs> Michael Cole's on the C show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, which is sad because at one point, especially like, this week, SmackDown was was you know like B show material, and now it's it's fucking dropped down below Raw, which is crazy. Yeah. And it's really just been the past few weeks because really SmackDown was doing pretty well and, and some of the stuff was, was pretty good, but it just seems like the past couple of weeks, it's really kind of taken a turn. And last week in particular, while there were some good moments last week and we'll talk about it, it was just, um, I don't know, man. It just didn't do it for me. I, I'm getting tired. I, just, of, I feel like they're a little lazy on SmackDown because I'm getting tired because it's only a two-hour show. So I'm getting tired of constantly seeing replayed matches. Yeah, just, it's, it's, I, don't you think ahead, that Kevin. they should just like do like Raw's like this type of show and SmackDown will be like this type of show? We're like, all right, SmackDown, we're just gonna have that'll be the entertainment side. We're Raw, like we're gonna have fucking great matches on here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe switch it up that way rather than the same shit here, same shit here, and you don't know what you're getting. Whereas, no, you know, I, I can agree with like, that. Yeah. Like to me, NXT is not that campy shit. NXT is like, all right, we got good storytelling, we got great matches, but 
you know, once in a blue moon do you see something corny, but you don't see, you know what I mean? Like, a, a constant. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So before we get too deep into SmackDown, though, let's let's go ahead and talk about the Wednesday night wars that were, and then we'll kind of end, I think, on a, on a fun note with SmackDown. So the one man, I, I as critical as I and I, I tweeted this out, and and Kevin, I think you saw it. Like as critical critical as I can be with AEW sometimes, and as critical as I kind of was with Night One of Fighter Fest, man, Night Two they knocked it out of the park. So you know. I, the Brian Cage and Taz thing with the whole FTW title, Kevin, I know that was really exciting for you. I thought that was okay. I, <laughs> no, I, here's the thing. Like, I, I thought it was funny. Like I said, that's why yeah. I messaged you guys. Like, now they have two belts. that have, each, each belt has big, three big black letters, <laughs> like right, right in the middle. So I'm fine. I mean, I love the old school field, <clears throat> the old school, you know, thinking of the FTW title. I think a lot of, People who were fans back then, love it. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's needed to be introduced at that moment. Like, have the match at Fighter Fest and where like Brian Cage won it, but then somehow in the end he doesn't win. And then maybe in a week or two, self proclaim him as the FTW champion or something. You know no, what I mean? That makes like, sense. Yeah. I, I, maybe that, makes, go- that makes better sense than what they did. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not like, you know, the whole purpose of the FTW title was, all right, well, Shane Douglas won't face me, so I'm going to create my own world title. It's not like Moxley doesn't want to face Brian Cage. You know what I mean? So right. I just, like I said, I, I, I like the idea of the title, but how they should have presented it should have been in a different way. No, I agree with you. What do you think about that segment, Mike? I I honestly didn't care at all because it just kind of furthers, which it's funny because they kind of made fun of it uh, in the women's division saying that anyone with a manager is a champion on that show. And the fact that it's like, okay, so now your managers have to make up titles for you because one of your guys has a wife with COVID and the other guy is defending against random indie guys every week to try to keep things interesting with their ugly ass title. Um, <laughs> so bringing back an old ECW title that was apparently not sanctioned so we didn't have the legal rights to it um yeah made yeah because that, that was taz's, for me that was taz's personal thing like that wasn't an actual ecw thing so um yeah i think he trade trademarked it and owned it yeah so he owns the I, I don't even think it, and... it correct me if i'm wrong kevin you probably know better than me i don't think he ever even had the ecw insignia on it at any point in time no, well, I mean, <clears throat> the original FTW title was, like, his old uh, television title. And <clears throat> all they did was they paint, they just painted the front black leather orange. And oh, instead okay. of, and then over um, television, they put FTW stickers. So that was the original one. And then the one that he gave Brian Cage is the actual, that is the actual original. One from like 1999 where they had an actual one made with his name on it. Yeah. So that is the actual one, however many years old now, which I think is cool that he still has it and it's it, that belt's still in pretty damn good shape. Right. But you could tell you could you could tell it's original because you could tell how some of the paints wore off on some mm-hmm. of the side plates and whatnot, 
And a funny story on that title is that he actually, quote unquote, lost it to Sabu in ECW. And so what's that? Because how it says Taz on the top, Sabu took a piece of white athletic tape and put it over the name Taz and in a sharpie just wrote Sabu <laughs> while he held that title. So that's great. That's awesome. So outside of that, so I, so I, I just need to know. So because I I don't even know what the fuck. What's FTW? Fuck the world. Stiffer. Okay, because fuck I'm not gonna lie world, when. When they debut this, I'm like, why do they have a stupid title that's the For the Win title? That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, if you, look, I mean, if you look at it, so the side plates, the the two say FTW, but the secondary side plates, the one says like bring it, and the other one is literally like this. It's a middle finger. Oh, okay. So, so I wouldn't so be I wasn't a I huge ECW guys, so I had no fucking clue what that I, was. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I don't know for a hundred percent sure if that's where the idea came from, but I know back in the in the early well, it was more like kind of the, the early to mid nineties, Tupac had a song called Fuck the World. So I don't know if maybe that was the inspiration uh, for it or not, but that's that's kind of where that's where my head always goes when I hear that phrase because I I know the song pretty well. So that's uh you know, but anyway. Yeah, right. but yeah, I mean that was that was just kind of like Taz's attitude. Like at ECW was always right. after the world. So yeah. I feel like that's just his attitude at all times. Because even when he was in WWE and got like demoted to commentator, he seemed to always have an attitude problem. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it, other than other than that segment, there was really two. Well, all right. So three things that kind of stood out to me that show. Uh, first of which was the. I, I I wasn't a big fan of the the Page and um, Omega versus Private Party match, and I also am a little taken back that Matt Hardy has somehow just become Private Party's manager. Like he looks like, and yeah. and, and he looks like the way he's dressed, how they used to dress Michael Hayes up when he would come out he, with the Hardy he, Boys. He, he, yeah, it's oh, a joke. Yeah. No, they're doing it on purpose. He even tweeted okay. a photo. Okay. Michael, okay. Hay- Michael Hayes with the Hardys, and then he tweeted a photo of him in private party. Saying, oh, like, my God. Like, it, it was like a then, now, forever type thing. Or oh, Jesus my God. Christ. That's <laughs> So I think, he's, I think he's, they're doing it on purpose. That's All what right. I would think. I, I, don't know, I don't know for sure. That's just me. I, I love up. that I, I legit went from, like, excited that Hardy was a FAW to, like, this is cool. He's doing this weird, like every gimmick thing. And they did the whole like weird baptism in the pool thing where he came up with a different one of his gimmicks every time. And now I'm just like, Oh, well, if he's going to be a weird Michael Hayes version of himself. Yeah, and, and a couple uh, months ago, team he, I don't care about. And a couple months ago, a couple months ago, he was a couple months ago. He was teaming up with Omega and page to go against the inner circle. Mm-hmm and the stadium stampede. And now he's managing a team going against them, trying to take their tag team championships. It's just, I don't know. To me, it just kind of yeah. makes sense. I, and, and private parties starting to use the Hardy boy move set, like the springboard off the back and the one dude starting to do the swanton. And it's just, man, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not digging that Which, as, I, all that much, but the, the curious thing as well is rumor is that Jeff, is refusing to sign a new contract. Yeah, I heard that too. 
So if he that, that he's, gets he's much... if his contract runs out and he goes to AEW potentially, does that mean he's gonna become a manager as well? Yeah, right. The manage opposite tag, tag team oh managers God. for the tag oh team God. division that's you already flooded with too many tag teams. No, I hope he comes out as a coach and he yeah. plays too. Oh my God. Yeah, they might check out a whistle, and a whistle. And, but here's the thing instead of it being like plays and stuff and wrestling moves it's just him writing poetry the entire match yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like re- recipes for like mixed alcohol drinks oh, oh no oh no no oh no, no, no. man all right all right all right all right do the vodka tonic oh god moving on well that that's that's probably Shake him. don't though. stir him yeah that, that's that is my i will say that is my favorite thing that's my favorite thing about private party is when they're introduced, uh, who's it? Justin Roberts is their ring announcer always announces them as like 24 ounces of vodka and cranberry or something like that. Like he, he equates their <laughs> yeah. weight to vodka and cranberry and that shit makes me laugh. <laughs> That's the only thing about them that I like. Though. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all That's right. A tag match, though, that was really good was the eight-man tag, which was the Butcher and the Blade and um, was it Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. up against FTR and the Young Bucks. Man, what a fucking match. Like, just, and, you know, there was a lot of big spots in there, but there's also a lot of good storytelling, and there's a lot of, like, really good back-and-forth action, and everything they did kind of made sense. And you can really tell, like, if you go back to their NXT days, you just see FTR's hands all over the setup of this match. And just some of the things that they do are just so thought out. And the way they put matches together and kind of go out there and perform, especially with guys that can that can perform, man, they're fun to fucking watch. I mean, can we talk about the fucking Canadian destroyer? Oh yeah, dude, right over the top onto the floor or onto everybody. Yeah, like I was never shocked enough with the Pamela or uh, Panama Sunrise to Keith Lee, and then AW is like, "Hold our beer, we're gonna do a Canadian destroyer (laughs) into a crowd of dudes." Like what? Yeah, I mean, on fucking believable. Yeah, and it was very like safely. I couldn't believe how safely it was done. Like, yeah, even though the way they landed was whatever, but like, I'm fine with that just because the whole. I mean, correct. I mean, wasn't it? it he springboarded into it and then off in midair onto everybody. Oh, it was fucking. That was yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was. Just, man. I, just, to, I mean, but just even some of like the timing. I mean, I know it's it's very, very like, you know, I don't know uh, who was it? Uh, was it was it Pentagon Junior? One yeah. of the two, or one with one of the uh, young bucks. Just how their springboards. Oh yeah, with, with Matt Jackson, and then, and, the... and then like and and then back up and then back down. Yeah, and know, then Lucha, you saw they're just so. You saw Dax react to it on the ramp on on the ramp too. Oh, yeah. like they they were like popping for it on the <laughs> standing on the apron. Like that was that was crazy. Yeah, that that was a great it's match. And that. no, go ahead. What were you say? No, no, go ahead. No. Uh, I was just going to move on to the next thing. So if you had anything to say about that, now speak now, forever hold your peace. No, until we get no. until we get off topic again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about five minutes. 
<laughs> so, uh, and the other match that stood out to me was the Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho match. But the one wrong guy won. There's no Chris Jericho did not need to win that match. Orange Cassidy needed that win. Like that's my only problem with the entire fucking thing is that Orange Cassidy should have won that match. Did he need that win though? I mean, let's be honest here. Orange Cassidy isn't a championship guy. He's not a guy that's going to go on to main event your pay per views. He's a guy that the crowd loves because of his gimmick. And if you're if you really want to take him seriously enough to think that he should beat Chris Jericho, then I need to question a lot of things about you. So hold hold on. So, but the whole point of building new stars is why can't he be? I mean, the guy can go in the ring. He has a gimmick. He has a personality. The guy can go in the ring. Grant you his gimmick is he's lazy, but when he's motivated to go, he can go. So why can't he get a win on Chris Jericho to make you think he could potentially down the road challenge for a championship? I don't, I don't think he lost anything from it. I think if any, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's, um, by him just proving that he can go with Chris Jericho, I think still gets but, him over. But that, but that was the same thing that happened with Neville and then Neville disappeared. I mean, you haven't even seen the guy since then, but I mean, and that, that's, that's the thing like he, yeah, he can go with these guys, but eventually he's going to have to get a win or else him going with these guys just isn't going to matter anymore. Well, that's it though. I, I don't feel like the fans watch Orange Cassidy going like, "Oh man, I I'm watching because I want him to win." They're going because they like his gimmick. They like what he does. He's essentially a modern day, like as terrible as it sounds, Doink the Clown. He has a purpose. It's there <laughs> to get the pops for his hands in his pockets and the cool shit he can do with that. But he's not there to be that like end all be all. Like, oh yeah, he's gonna take on Cody and win that ugly ass red fruit roll-up or oh he's gonna go on to face moxley and become AEW champion like i don't think anybody possibly looks at where cassidy and thinks that's why i like him is because i want to see him as champion one day it's not like how people view WWE, where they're like oh i like this person they need to be pushed they need to be the champion AEW feels more like people are over in different ways and they're utilized for that purpose but eventually, though, that's going to run its course and it's going to get boring if he's just coming out and doing the same old thing. I mean, the guy has legitimately wrestled two matches since he's been in AEW and he's lost both of them. Well, at least on on Dynamite or on like TV or big events, maybe he's wrestled more on Dark. But, you know, for the most part, the masses, the majority that have seen him, he's wrestled two matches. He's been provoked to wrestle two matches. He's lost them both. So eventually, if that just becomes his thing, then it's going to grow tired and he eventually he's going to have to get a win over somebody significant in order to be relevant and continue this on or else what's the point? I mean, I I think, I think, I think most people that are over do the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody does the same shit. So it's not like it's a, but it gets, but it gets uh, stale. It does get stale after a while though. The people that, the people that stay around are the people that evolve. Right. So and then, and that's you're not wrong. Like that's why people like Jericho have had the careers they have, where they've been around for three decades. Like it, it. However, the the problem is like that's Orange Cassidy stick. Like that's what made him popular in the Indies. That's what got him his his contract with AEW. It wasn't you know because he's some incredible talent that's going to you know be the face of the company. It's because people just really enjoy his gimmick, and that's fine. Like 
I mean, no, nah, I get you. Eventually, get you. yeah, they'll have to do something with him. Otherwise, I mean, the the more casual viewers won't give a shit about him. But like the hardcore AEW fans, like they're gonna they're gonna ride that Orange Cassidy train until the orange is rotten. So I, I just till it's, it's peeled. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the only only I feel like anything Jericho needed that win because let's be honest, Jericho lost the title, then lost his whole like stadium stampede match. So like he's on a losing streak and he's yeah, actually like true. a that's competitor. So anybody needed the win, Jericho did. I didn't think about it that way. You're right. All right. So moving on from AEW, let's go ahead and, and jump right into the Great American Bash Night Night Two with NXT. So overall, I thought. AEW maybe had the better show for night two, where I think NXT was definitely better night one for sure. But we all got the the groundbreaking moment at the end of the show. We all now bask in the glory of Keith Lee and his well, what, what are we calling him? Keith Keith two belts or Keith dose straps or um, <laughs> Keith has all the glory. Keith. Oh, I don't know. I I didn't think about it. You didn't give me this ahead of time, so I didn't have time to think. Oh, I'm sorry. So I, I actually wanted to talk about something that I read today, on, and it's probably just a bullshit thing, and I'm not believing anything until I see it. I just wanted to see if you guys read about it. It had to do with Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. So there was a rumor that they, coming off of this loss, they were going to start friction in the Undisputed Era and break them up within NXT. But I guess they huh. squashed that idea. And then the other thing I read too was that supposedly Adam Cole and Undisputed Era is not moving up to the main roster like anytime soon. Probably not even within the next year. Because I guess some of them like don't want to they want to stay in NXT. I, I heard and, something similar. I didn't hear the first thing at all. But I did hear something close to the second thing he threw out there um one uh, supposedly one member of the undisputed era isn't sold on going to the main roster just because of how it usually goes for nxt talent um and they're essentially trying to like convince them to sign a deal to go to the main roster um so there's talks that three of members may go to the main roster and that last member will just kind of stick around nxt until they convince them or mm-hmm. they may just keep them all there until they can convince them. Yeah. Um, so, so what do you think of the idea of Adam Cole just staying in NXT? I feel like... I, 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 what is there for him to do in NXT? Like, I feel like as 400 days of, as champion, like, him going back after the, the belt doesn't really feel like it's a move up. It feels like it's a, a step back. Like, I feel like at this point... He, the next logical step would for the be the UE to to go and invade either SmackDown or Raw, and I I feel like Raw would unfortunately be the better option because you've got Randy Orton and his band of sexy men, um, which is like a stable versus stable right there, and Orton has already expressed uh, interest in um, uh, facing Cole, so like that's that's a great like setup like. Maybe keep the Undisputed Era off TV, or maybe just do like NWO style vignettes, like they um, sometimes do, uh, up until maybe SummerSlam, and then have them 
attack Orton while he's challenging because the new rumors that he's going to challenge Drew McIntyre for the title at uh, SummerSlam. Uh, so attack him, screw him out of the championship belt and have them start a rivalry with, with him and his his faction and be like, that's for calling us neat, uh, leg slappers, you little bitch. And <laughs> have yeah, that go I, to like maybe Survivor Series. I didn't realize that Angel Garza, Andrade, and Orton were a faction all of a sudden. I just thought they had a, a tag match on Raw. I, I don't know. know the the way it. that the way it looked, because that wasn't like the first time, because I'm pretty sure like it like him and Flair went and like recruited them. So I took that as kind of more of like let's join forces, not just like a one off. Hmm. Well, Especially yeah, for Orton we'll, to we'll go and, and throw such a tizzy and choke out Garza and put him in his place. Like if you're just a one off tag match, then that, that seems kind of a waste. No, yeah. I don't know. be interesting to see. So, but, uh, you, you know, I agree with Mike. There's really not a whole lot left for Adam Cole to do. And as far as the, the fears of not being successful on the main roster, I think for those guys staying together as the Undisputed Era for as long as possible will really help them because – Adam Cole, in my opinion, is going to be successful no matter what he does and where he's oh, at. Yeah. He's, he's going to be that main event guy. He's going to be a player. It doesn't matter what show he goes on to. I, I think, honestly, in my opinion, SmackDown would be the better spot for him because there's guys on there he can have better matches with, like AJ, Daniel Bryan, and, and guys like that. But... I mean, there's still Seth and Randy on Raw, so there's still some talent there too. But I, I think they could make a bigger impact on SmackDown and maybe be a little bit bigger of a deal because there's not a lot go outside of Bray Wyatt. There's not a lot going on on SmackDown, which was very evident by the fact that they had a singing competition between four women, three of which could not, well, two of which could not sing at all. Um, I, I love, I love me some Dana Brooke, but girl. No, um, <laughs> no, no she was more tickets for Jason. When no, she, she, was, up. she was, she was, she was, she was very here first. Jason is buried. Dana Brooke. No, she, yep. she, first she was very took him what 50 episodes. Yeah. No more she tickets was, to the civic center for you. She was, she was very entertaining <laughs> though. And she, you know, she owned it. She know, like you, you can tell she knows she can't sing, but she was having fun with it. So I give her some credit for that. Same thing with, um, who else was in there? Uh, Tamina, 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 Tamina knows she can't sing. And and really Lacey Evans won that. She rocked with my baby tonight. I mean, she really did. That was, that was really good. Whereas Naomi did okay, but I thought Lacey actually should have won that. That was, I think that was a little bias on Oost for giving it to his sister-in-law. Well, I mean, well, let's be honest, that entire segment was trash and had no relevance to anything and really well, it was just it like, kind of it kind of might have quasi turned Lacey heel though. I think that's what maybe the point of the whole segment was, but it didn't Has she really... not been heel? I'm very confused. No, that's what she, said. They're like, is she, is she heel now? Or everybody's like she, so backwards yeah. confused, but no, she 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 had kind of gone into that babyface role when she was going up against Sasha and Bailey, kind of coming out of you know, I don't know. There, there was a point in time where she kind of turned, and it, it was subtle, but it happened. And I, I guess without the live crowd there to react, it's weird because you don't really know. I guess, but yeah, there was that point in time where she kind of turned, and then I think this segment was supposed to turn her back. 
because she is a better heel. I, I think so anyway. I mean, not that she was bad in that baby face role, but I think she's a better heel. It's more natural for her, I think. But um, yeah, it just, I don't know, man. And, and the other thing is, if you're doing karaoke, wouldn't you just find instrumental versions of the songs rather than having the words behind it? Because the words to the songs were so loud, you couldn't even hear them singing it. I think that might have been the point, though. I think the point was like, this is a terrible idea. None of these girls can legitimately sing. So let's make it so, more terrible. <laughs> let's, let's just play the music over it, and maybe it will hide it enough that people won't shit on the segment. And they were wrong. No, yeah. they were totally wrong. Everybody shit on the segment. It was a terrible segment. And we've yeah, totally it, just it moved was... on from NXT to SmackDown. Was there anything else on NXT other than Keith winning that stood out to anybody? Um, I mean, the... How about Karrion Cross? At the uh, end there? Yeah. At the end. Yeah, creeping. Well, even the the they played like a little uh promo segment too with that, and I thought that was really done. The production on that was great. It was like a it was almost like a little video video vignette, like kind of showing that he doesn't it doesn't it really kind of showed without saying anything, it didn't really matter who won, he was going after whoever came out of came out as the winner. I told you so. Yeah. So go Kyrian. Just I say like it. What wasn't it? Was it last week or the week before um, where Jason was like, oh no, Adam Cole's clearly going to win because he's going to face Kyrian Cross. Yeah. Well, and, and there was that, that part where he <laughs> smashed, uh, he, he smashed his hourglass, but whatever. So yeah. Adam, um, don't, don't you try to use that. That was my point. I made uh-huh, was that uh-huh, he uh-huh. has a grape of Keith too. Cause Keith shattered his hourglass. Just, yep. just bask in my glory and accept that you were wrong. Bask in my glory. <laughs> All right, I will bask in your glory. Anyway, so uh, I do want to say the uh, women's street fight match was pretty yeah, good. that was good. You're right, that was a good one. Yeah, there were there were some decent matches on there. I I'll admit, like I've kind of was half paying attention to the night too, so maybe I'm not giving it as much credit as as possible. Um, I watched them. Uh, yeah, you were too busy while we're work. playing Call of Duty, marking out for AEW to know night two happened. <laughs> I did mark out a little bit for the AEW show. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. But, oh yeah, man. I was know. like, oh, are you watching HC? Oh no, AEW's been great this week. Yeah, it was good, man. It was a good show. I, I give them credit. It was too. good, but I, I'm sorry. I, I still like. I still feel like NXT was the better show. All right, so we're all over the place. Let's let's go ahead with uh, back to back to SmackDown. So the other segment on SmackDown that I, I actually found kind of entertaining, and I was actually laughing about this too, was the uh, the Miz and Morrison uh, Miz TV segment with Jeff Hardy as their guest. Did did you guys see this at all? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin, man. did you see it? Yeah, somewhat. All right, so just just the whole part where they're like talking about playing a clip, and he's like, "Do you have a clip?" This is the part where we play the clip, and Jeff's like, I don't have a clip. He's like, he doesn't have a clip? Wait, we're supposed to play a clip. Who has the clip? Do you have the clip? No, I don't have the clip. Do you have a clip? I don't know. Let's play the clip. Hey, roll a clip. And then they played like a really well-produced segment, but it was something we've all seen before, just the history between Jeff and Sheamus. But the fact that it led to finding out that they're going to have a barroom fight, ah, man, I'm just... Oh, man. That 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 freaking like, reveal, though, was was worth it, just because, oh, you'll be in your element. It'll be right. like you're right at home and you'll have the home field advantage. You need to fight him in a bar fight. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. 
Savage as fuck. No wonder he's not signing a new contract. But a lot of this, though, I, I feel like is is him. Like, it, you know, the, we've talked about this before. This is what Jeff likes to do. He likes to put his life into his art and it's therapeutic for him. So I think some of this might, some of it might have to do with him. Some of it might not be all his ideas, but he's going along with it. He okayed it. You know what I mean? It's not like he yeah. didn't get a say in the storyline. I mean, that's that's not how you know, anything that we've heard about what they do in WWE, a lot of these guys have say so, especially when it's them putting their personal lives into it. So, but I, I just think it's the rivalries kind of run its course. I, I'm, I, I hope this is the blow off to it. Not that the matches have been bad because they haven't been, but at the same time, it is kind of another gimmicky thing, but it's extreme rules. Why it's called Extreme Rules Horror Show, I don't know, but it is. And because you're going to rip a motherfucker's eye out and another motherfucker's going to get buried in <laughs> a swamp. That's true. It's a goddamn horror movie. So we and we didn't even talk. Man, that this is why I, I need you guys sometimes. Why, why didn't we talk about Seth and um, those segments on Raw? Because totally it's just that. getting out of hand. Like I, I <laughs> love the Monday Night Messiah gimmick and everything about it, but this, this shit where they're like, Someone's gonna get their eye ripped out. It, like it is just it went from being like interesting to what kind of terrible thing are we about to see on Sunday? Somebody because... really better legit get their fucking eye ripped out too. <laughs> I thought maybe, I mean, you know, maybe Rey Mysterio has a talent where he can pop his eye out of the socket or something. Maybe, yeah. Um, so it's actually not this. Supposedly it's the, the rumor. The okay. Um, but the rumor online is that they're going to CGI someone's eye getting ripped out. Okay. And I'm just like, so I don't even know who wins at this point. Cause I feel like you can't have, you can't have Seth lose his eye because he's your like big villain on the show. Like he's the only thing of any like real substantial, like entertainment, like consistently for raw. And you can't really have Ray lose his eye again. So, like, I, I don't even know what to expect out of this match. This I, I, I got nothing, man. I really, like, I, 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 I'm one of those people that I will try to defend some things and try to look on the bright side, but I can't with this. I got nothing. I really can't, like, I can't defend it. I can't justify it. I can't come up with a logical reason of why this is Who happening. I legitimately am dumbfounded by the whole idea of this match and it's one of those we things where i'm just gonna <laughs> it's one of those things where i'm just gonna have to just not have any judgments and just watch and see what happens and go from there <laughs> we finally found the flavor kool-aid jason can't drink <laughs> like and, and that and that flavor is eyeball <laughs> You know, for me, man, I like, I, first of all, eyes, like, I am 37 years old and I just got contacts like two years ago because I could not touch my eye to put a contact in. I am not a, an eye person. Yeah, I <laughs> fucking creep. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not that like, when, like when I Jim, understand. <laughs> when Jim Carrey did that whole like, I was a leg slapping. Yeah. <laughs> When Jim Carrey did the whole eyeball thing in Ace Ventura, it would like just grossed me the fuck out. Like I'm just not, I don't know. It bothers me, whatever. But um, oh, yeah, so the, the whole when concept. The guy is, drink, when the guy, that one guy could drink milk and he squirts it out of his eye. Yeah, that's just that. weird shit to me. Oh, 
but the so the whole concept of ripping somebody's eye out to me is just I, I got nothing. I I I got nothing. Oh I can't I can't do it. I'm I'm going to take a piece of paper and cover the package you're going to get in the mail from me, and I'm going to draw draw a big eyeball so to cut through the eyeball to get to your your toys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It would have been you're better welcome. if you surprised me with it, though. See, I do yeah, I do creative but- things. I do creative things when I send you a diesel figure. I write on there, it's Big Daddy Cool, Big Diesel, honk, honk. No, you're just going to draw a big <laughs> eyeball on mine. <laughs> and then, and then uh, once you cut open the eye and you open, the next layer is going to say, Busted makes me feel good. So for those who don't know, they're ghost, they're Ghostbuster figures. That's why that may, that's why that's funny and it makes sense. But don't let them lie to you. It's actually a, a, a giant dildo that uh, has squirting action. <laughs> so so I'll wait for them to announce like, you know, are they gonna have like a skull fucking match or what with the fiend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's I mean, we already saw that with Daniel O'Brien. A skull fucking match. Oh, yeah. God. All right. <sighs> I mean, only if AEW right. does it first, and then we will be like, "Oh no, we're actually going to skull fuck <laughs> someone on TV," because that clearly is the just the way things work now. Is yeah. if AEW calls you out for copying, you have to be like, "Oh no, we're not like that," because we're actually no, going to for really that do it. We're, yeah, really we're going to take it literally. It. We're really doing it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to see full <laughs> penetration. Not that, like that, that right simulated there, shit on that, AEW. That right there is Bruce Pritchard just being stubborn as fuck. You know, basically yeah. they call him out and he's like, ah, no, we're really going to rip somebody's eye out. You just fucking watch us. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> I can totally see and him Vince doing not realizing like, how much it's going to cost for CGI. He's like, yeah, that's good shit. That'll bury him. <laughs> good shit. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, oh, on that on that note, <laughs> yeah. Anything else on any of the shows that stuck out to you, or anything else on SmackDown specifically? I know AJ is going to be facing Matt Riddle, which he's not happy about. Which I'm looking forward to the match and seeing that. I did not expect um, that match to come so soon. I heard. Yeah, I figured that would be yeah. something like maybe SummerSlam or something down the line. But I feel like having it now just makes it worse because it's basically saying, oh. Well, King Corbin's going to interfere and screw over Riddle, so that way now they'll have a match at what you call it, uh, yeah. horror show. I heard uh, well, Vinny Mac is uh, pretty high on the pun intended on Matt Riddle. Yeah, I've, I've I get it because he's well. a stoner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey Kevin, yeah, how about on apparently uh, he's, on... he's this generation's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about on maybe he wants to watch him in the show? the fuck that took a turn so um that's just rumor and innuendo so uh uh how about on um, smackdown <laughs> though kevin one of your pet peeves didn't happen so the the smackdown women's champion and the smackdown yes, tag team champions won it was in the same match but they they, yes. they won a non-title match <laughs> i know it's like they're fucking hearing me yeah bruce pritchard was like fuck that guy on that stupid shitty podcast yeah <laughs> Well, that's the first. That's the last well, time two we've champions win. 
in the same match. I, I love Bailey and Sasha together. I still can't wait for it to end and lead to like a giant feud between them, but I'm I'm a big fan of what they've been doing. I, I, I like Nikki Cross, but part of me doesn't hopes that, that Bailey holds on to the title because I want Sasha to be the one to take it from her. So anything else is just I mean, be... let's be honest. Sasha's not gonna they're not gonna do the Sasha thing until they can have a crowd. They're not, they 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 They've been playing this angle for way too long to just pay it off on the, the NXT audience. So they have time that they can have Nikki win it and then Bailey win it back. True, true, true. But I, how, I think it would mean more, though, if Bailey's dominance, you know, if she's a champion for, you know, however many days and then finally she goes up against her friend Sasha and she takes it from her. I think it might lose some of his significance if if she loses it to Nikki Cross, even if it's for a short amount of time. But uh, but I so here's what they need to do on the same token though an idea. Uh so they need to have her be like they need to plan out so the week up before she's about to beat was it Nikki Bella's reign longest women's champion? I think that I feel like that got beat though too, didn't it? Didn't or was it Ronda? Uh, I can't remember. It was. I thought it was Nikki, but I don't know. Um, I thought. Yeah, historian. Thought Becky, where are you at? I thought Becky beat them all. Did she? Well, B- D- Nikki's though was with okay. the Divas Championship, and that could never be broken because that championship is gone. Yeah, but they don't give a shit. They it's all inclusive. Just like the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship are two separate titles, but they still count Brock Lesnar's like three hundred and something yeah, day reign right. as the longest World Championship. They don't give a I fuck. Guess you're right. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I can't think of anybody longer because I know I mean, Charlotte, Becky had it for a year. Yeah, she had it for a little over a year. Um, anyway, so whoever has the longest reign, uh, since historian is apparently useless, um, have it be Called a week out. before she's about to beat that, <laughs> and then ha- that's when you have Sasha turn heel and challenger and beat her and, and basically screw her over from becoming the longest reigning women's champion. Oh, so in your scenario, Sasha's turning heel. See, I would have thought they would have mm-hmm. kept Bailey as heel and kept that momentum and turned Sasha face and did it a little bit different. Well, okay. Well, I guess technically in this situation, my 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 point is Sasha turns against her. I gotcha. No, so I in gotcha. their friendship, Sasha turns heel, yeah. but in reality, I guess she'd be turning face because Bailey's already a heel. And I feel I feel like it would be one of those situations too where. It, I think Bailey's the type of heel where if Sasha did turn on her, even if it was supposed to be a heel change, like kind of like the whole Becky turning on Charlotte thing where the crowd would still go more for Sasha anyway, just because of, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think the crowd maybe respects her a little bit more because Bailey yeah. outside of being this character, Bailey's only been that kind of fun loving, like kid friendly character and not, you know, you know, she had that sympathy. It worked in NXT. It didn't really work on the main roster. So I think her heel character works way better on the main roster. Whereas Sasha can get away with being that baby face that everybody respects. Um, you know, mm-hmm. even Plus, I, I think she needs to keep her personality the same as it is now, not change it as much as she did before. But yeah, I think Bailey's just, she's done so much work to get where she's at as a heel mm-hmm. that I keep her as a heel. Whereas just not uh, your kind of heel. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, All right. No, but, you know, Sa- Sasha. No, Sasha can go back and forth. We've seen her kind of go back and forth. 
um, quite easy. So, yeah. but with Bailey, yeah, as long, but she needs to be my type of heel. Yeah, Kevin said it. <laughs> All right, so on that note, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up. So, um, the the poll's not quite closed yet, but it looks like in the second fall, the two out of three falls match, it looks like I'm going to take home the first ever live and worldwide championship because more votes have gone towards HBK than they have for CM Punk. What's the percentage is that? Uh, it's like 75-25 last time I saw Yeah. Why, has it changed? Did you, did you rally a bunch of votes? Yeah. No. I was I was debating if it was worth trying to rally a bunch of votes. To uh, go to I gotcha. The there well, has not been a, twenty-five. That's not. Uh, there has not been a. There has not been a ton of votes, so you might be able to do it. But uh, yeah, it's seventy-five twenty-five. So, Damn. but there's eighteen hours and fifteen minutes left. So there's still time. Still time. By the time this posts, there'll still be a few hours left for people to vote. So. Yes, and that's next fine. Week. I, I have so many plans for what I'm going to make you guys do here in a <sighs> couple months Christ. when you defend it. So I'm 100% okay with not being the first ever. All right. Well, it's, a, it's okay because we, we, we at least know for the next, I don't know, at least many months that the title is going to stay in the 3 3 0. That's true. That's true. He doesn't have to pay the shipping costs. Yep. <laughs> like All I said, right. it was probably, it's probably cheaper to ship it to you than it is to. Use the gas, drive the Jason. <laughs> right. All right. You literally no, just you know saw what? him. You know what? You come to my house. <laughs> or I keep the title. So you just saw him when he cheated no, and, no. and had his, his team of children beat your no, team of children. R- real quick, while we're talking about titles, and I messaged you guys about this, okay? And I said I was going to make up a joke. I was going to make up my own uh, title. Oh, where, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but. And I was like, you know, AEW should make this, but I was like, no, fuck that. It should be like our instead of the FTW championship. I was saying that they should create the CUM championship. <laughs> so we would have, so it was, it would be in white letters. Are they drippy letters like Bukaki yeah. Warriors? Oh, oh, obviously. Oh my god. <laughs> And on that note, we'll go ahead and close the show out. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We are, again, brought to you by Media Junkie. You can follow us and everything we do on our show at Live Your Gimmick on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out all the stuff we do with Media Junkie at Media Junkie Vids. Also on Twitter and Instagram, please follow both accounts. You can also check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Media Junkie. And Mike, where can they find you and Modern Toy Fair and all your t-shirts? Okay, so first you can go to Twitter and Instagram to find Modern Toy Fair, where I have all my figure photography. If you want to see some reviews or toy news, go to YouTube and look up Modern Toy Fair. We don't have enough subscribers to get a fancy URL yet, so you just have to search for us the first thing it pops up. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe because uh, I, I want this to actually go somewhere. Um, if you want some t-shirts, we have three new Gimmick Minute t-shirts on tpublic.com. If you search Gimmick Minute Media Junkie Fanboy Fight Club Modern Toy Fair or Why Are You a Gamer, it brings up our logos. You click on one, hit the little blue link that says Volta Personality Comics, and you can own the Less Sexy Co-Host t-shirt, the Gimmick Minute M-O-U-S-E t-shirt, and at request of one of my co-hosts, the Inner Gimmick t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, and for yep. those of you who aren't putting two and two together, we basically <laughs> ripped off the Inner Circles t-shirt, which is obviously ripping off other things. 
Uh, but that's on the Roses. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, so go buy those. Or you, we have plenty of other t-shirts that have nothing to do with Gimmick Minute. Like I have a, uh, a Rocksteady and Bebop's buckle sandwich shop. Or we've got like random superhero logos done in paint splatter. Like all sorts of shit. And there's masks. Just give me your money. All right, cool. Well, thank you for that. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you're not already. Make sure you share us with your friends. Um, Like us, leave us a five-star review. And if you do, there's still a chance you can win that that, uh, 8x10. All you got to do is screenshot the five-star review in the comment that you leave and send it to us on Twitter or Instagram. Mike checks the Instagram. I check the Twitter. So you'll probably be better off sending it on Twitter. Thank you for listening this week. Remember (laughs) to be a fan and to always live your gimmick. Thank you and goodbye, everybody. Go charge. Come. Oh, shit. I don't have Craig. (laughs) Titties, 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 beer. (laughs) 